I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Friday Views brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. You already know the deal. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. My name is Iman, and I'm joined by my Dishes and Dimes co-host, Sandy. Sandra, what's up? Hey, y'all. Um, I finally managed to finesse myself onto this show, so I uh, hopefully I'm not kicked off and you never see me again. Oh, please. <laughs> never happening. Um, we have so much to talk about today. Like, the trade deadline was today. We can get into that, but before we do, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Rockets and Raptors game that just happened. The Rockets, weirdly a team that did not make a move. I thought that they would with Christian Wood and Eric Gordon. I was hoping that the Raptors would find their way into getting finessing Eric Gordon away from the Houston Rockets, but that didn't happen. And the Raptors just squared off with them. What were your thoughts on that game? Um, yeah, I mean, I expected them to win, so it wasn't necessarily a surprise. That's Mm -hmm. a game that they have to win, given um, the run that they've been on. But I just, Pascal's been spectacular. Gary's been spectacular. Um, The bench even looked like, like, semi, like, competent, which was weird. Like, I've just gotten so used to no bench or, like, one bench player playing, like, five minutes maybe and then the rest of the starters just like you know forcing their way through the game um but you know they were they were kind of competent today you know Malachi actually made some shots you know you know Boucher did Boucher things I didn't necessarily think he would still be on the team but you know he 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 did what he needed to do today um Utah like I'm just running down the line like I literally I don't have complaints about this game like I, I don't. I mean, they had a, f- a few lapses where they their defense was trash, and you know, but I mean, that's to be expected. But you know what? They, you win. <laughs> they I played mean, down to their competition. It. So you mentioned it. Like the starters were fantastic, and I feel like anytime the start the five starters are good for a hundred points, right? Yeah. And the Raptors scored one hundred and thirty nine. How do they do that? Well, their bench contributed thirty nine points. That's it right there, right? Um, And the starters are good for 100 points. We say that, but this is without Fred Van Vliet being able to do that. And that's because Gary Trent Jr. had 42 points. You mentioned that he was spectacular. And Pascal Siakam had 30 points himself. So just phenomenal output from these guys. And the bench. And the bench really does need to step up. We're going to talk about it in just a little bit, especially with the move that was made at the deadline. Um, these are guys that are going to need to step up. You're going to need to see this contribution from Chris Boucher moving forward. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to want to get paid. So we're going to see more nights like this, hopefully. Malachi, Delano, these are guys who really did contribute and step up today. Defense, horrendous. Not a thing. 
at all like I what was happening there like I didn't understand after the first quarter I was just like how much points do the Rockets have and why are they hitting all these threes like they had 41 in the first quarter like that's insane that is insane um so yeah no that was that was fun um but I really just enjoyed watching Pascal have like five in the first quarter and then decide okay you know what I'm better than this and like score 19 in the second that was that was wonderful um and it was it was kind of a relief because I feel like a lot of the time last season if he had a bad start not that it was necessarily a bad start he was just he was a little slow but last season when he would have a bad start uh he would literally just mentally be out of the game for the rest of the game. He just really couldn't get himself there. And it's been, it's been nice to see him, you know, maybe start a little slow and kind of turn it up um, when he needs to. And then again, like in the fourth quarter for the, for the amount of time that he played, like his defense was spectacular. So like Pascal's looking all NBA right now. And I, I just have no complaints really. He really is. He's so much fun to watch because you're right. Like he, he got into his head and I think now he probably knows he's unguardable. When Pascal wants a bucket, he can go get a bucket, which is just so incredible and rare to see. Um, and, and Gary, what, like, can you even say Gary had his, his 42 points, uh, his season high unstoppable and it was fun watching them kind of take their turns right like they were, were picking their moments Pascal said I'm gonna take the second quarter and Gary said bet I got the second half right. and um it's just it's incredible to watch because earlier on in the season if Fred Van Vliet didn't play the Raptors had no offense that was it yeah yeah um they there was no way for them to generate offense now the Houston Rockets are not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination there was none defense played tonight but it felt like you didn't need to play defense on the Raptors. They yeah. just couldn't score. <laughs> like yeah, that's kind much. of the story of, of earlier on in the season. So their ability to do that today was, was a lot of fun to watch and having as many guys contribute to it was so necessary because we're heading into the second year, the second part of the year. And we know what this team is now moving forward. Of course, there's still the buyout market, but we know what this team is right now moving forward. Um, and, and they're definitely going to need these bench players to, to step up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm really comfortable with our starting five. Like, I think they're going to make a lot of noise, but I just, I want them to get there. Um, I want them to get there. I want them to get to the playoffs. And we do have an easier schedule coming up. You know, you can kind of rest them a little bit as opposed to having to play, you know, Miami and God knows who else. You don't have back the like half of the year schedule. Oh my <laughs> gosh. God, that was like a horrible schedule. Um, you know, they, they now have the opportunity to, to take a couple minutes to rest. So the bench is really going to have to step up, you know? Um, and I, I hope they can do that. I think it was you who mentioned that the Lakers back half of the schedule is always front loaded because the national televised games. Mm. Um, and then also they're on the road a ton because the Grammys and whatever it gets posted at Staples or crypto, whatever, whatever it's called, or just like. LA gets really busy around award season and so the Lakers find themselves on the road quite a bit so they always have a really tough schedule at this point and this is probably a benefit for the Raptors that they don't get nationally televised games because now it's easy in the second half of the season uh as opposed to to having uh 
a difficult run here. All right. So let's get into what everybody wants to know about the trade. You know, we've, we've talked a little bit about it. We've been talking around it. So the Toronto Raptors traded Thaddeus, traded for Thaddeus Young, Drew Eubanks, and the 2022 Pistons second rounder for Goran Dragic and the Raptors first rounder of this year that is lottery protected. And then shortly after, they waived Drew Eubanks. So right now, the team has Thad Young and the 2022 Pistons second round pick and gave up their first rounder in Goran Dragic. What are your thoughts on the deal? Thaddeus Young is a, a veteran. He can kind of help Boister the the bench you know he's averaging something like 12 points a game um so I'm not mad at it I think he will be able to um you know give a little boost where we need it and it's a short-term contract so if he doesn't play up to what they're expecting they offload the contract um in the summer and if he he, he does then the Raptors likely pay him a fraction of what he's being paid now so um, in that regard, it's kind of a win-win until they're able to acquire a player they really want to. I'm, I'm, I feel like with a move like this, a small, maybe not long-term move like this, um, maybe Masai has something you know up his sleeve for, for what he's actually really looking for um, moving forward. Um, so I, I was surprised, you know, I was expecting a little bit more for sure. Um, I definitely thought we would get a big finally and uh to find out that we have another six eight guy um I, I can't lie I I was pained a little bit it took me a minute to be like okay yeah no I kind of see where they're going with this um I, I think I've warmed up to it because I do think that uh he'll 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 be a good solid piece for the bench and you know we need the bench right now to kind of help um, the team move forward so you know we're not all injured before the playoffs Knock on wood. um I'm I'm with you one of my favorite things is um just like especially like NBA media like outside of the Toronto Raptors um it seems like all year uh or for like a while it's like okay well are they gonna trade Pascal Siakam are they gonna trade OG Ananobi they've got too many of the same guys the Raptors team is built really flawed they keep doubling up on the same person and the Raptors are like oh yeah no in the offseason we're gonna get Precious Achua and at the draft we're gonna pick Scotty Barnes and at the trade deadline we're gonna take Thaddeus Young (laughs) like the Raptors went out there and just got what they already had at home (laughs) they were like you know what I mean it's like when you and your mom go shopping she's like we already have that at home you're not gonna pick that up it's like (laughs) no "No." the Raptors were like yeah no we we got that at home but we want some more of it um and uh it's fun I love it I love that they're doubling down um on this because this is the team and and sometimes it's frustrating to watch. I mean, we talked about it, especially early on in the season when their defense really wasn't clicking. And obviously there are nights like tonight as well where it's not clicking. Yeah. But we saw it with how many, um, with how many, whether it be uh, open corner threes that they would give up or the lack of rim protection and different things like that. We saw a lot of the holes, but it's the Raptors are like, we're doubling down on this. It will get better. We are starting a rookie. We're working Pascal Siakam back. This is the team that we want, and we're going to continue to do it, um, which I found really interesting. And and I, you mentioned the, the pick, and I, I kind of agree with you in that, like, oof, we had to give up a pick. It kind yeah. of felt like a lot, but getting that 2022 um, Pistons second rounder, I think really spells that this 
this front office believes in this team. And that was something yeah. that me and Yasmin talked about a couple of weeks ago on here, where yeah. if the Raptors make a move at the deadline, it probably means that they believe in this team. The Raptors giving up their first round pick for the Pistons second round pick means that they believe in this team. That's um, they, they believe in this core. They believe in what they can do this year. And yeah. it, I'm less worried about the pick because one, I trust Masai Jiri and I trust Bobby Webster and I trust that they do their due diligence and they probably really don't believe there's much of a difference in getting the 20th pick in this draft versus getting the 31st or the 32nd pick in this draft. Because it's not like you have given up your pick entirely. You're still right. getting the Pistons second round and the Pistons are poised to be what the worst, second worst, third worst team in the league. So you're still going to get a pick in the high 30s. So maybe they believe that whoever they're probably circling around the mid twenties is still going to be there around the mid thirties. And you're only going back about 10 spots. So I'm not too, too mad at it, but I agree. It always feels a little bit steep when you find out that a team is giving up draft picks, unless you're the Brooklyn Nets who get draft picks in their deal and already are trying to shop them. Like that report from Woke crazy. Uh, made me laugh. Cause I'm like, Oh my, like imagine being a Nets or a Clippers and just not right. at all considering draft picks um that's not the place that the Raptors are in now um (laughs) you talked a lot about that young and his fit and I want to get into that a little bit more before we do the Raptors also gave up Goran Dragic Mm. do you have uh any favorite memories or a parting wish for Goran before he goes I just I was happy to see that Woj bomb that's the happiest I've been since he's he got on the scene like bye I, I yeah. like so I just, long farewell to your friend. <laughs> like enjoy, enjoy the Mavs or wherever the hell you're going to end up. I, I could care less. You know, I would have given him up for a bag of chips. It's it's irrelevant to me at this point. I love it. Um, So I'm just happy he's off the team. He's not miserable. We're not miserable. We part. He ways. was not miserable. He was enjoying his time in Miami. Now he's <laughs> he got to work. Now he's got to go to work. Now he needs a job. Now he actually has. He to has work. to clock in. Oh my god. Um. Any any favorite memory of of Goron while he was here? Um, that like five minute stint where he actually played and he was like um on the bench yelling at people mm. like he was a leader of the team that that Udonis was Haslam cosplay by Goran Dragic right there <laughs> that was wonderful um mm-hmm. thanks for the leadership Goran we uh appreciate it I love it um my favorite Goran Dragic memory um comes from of course game seven where the Raptors beat the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and Kyle goes off for 35 points, and Goran Dragic has 16 points on 17 shots, 0 for 5 from 3, and was a minus 26 in the game. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much for that game, because if not for you, maybe that core gets broken up earlier, and the Raptors never get Kawhi Leonard. Um, so, Goran, I appreciate that. Uh, I also uh, appreciate the starting role that you took from Gary Trent Jr. at the beginning of the year, um, and, and you know, walking up in transition, how he would just walk the ball up and force the Raptors to operate in half court. Um, (laughs) I appreciated all of it, Goran Dragic. Thank you so much. Uh, Enjoy your time in Texas. Yeah, have fun on a losing Do Do the Mavs even have a better record than the Raptors? 
let's find this out. The Mavs record right now is 32 and 23. The Raptors record is 30 and 23. Okay. So, we're so they're right under them. We're, we're, it's right there. It's right there. Yeah. All right. When, once Goron gets there, <laughs> the Raptors will have a better record. <laughs> we'll see how he fixes the team or whatever he thinks he's going to do on the Mavs. Uh, have fun. That's, have that's fun. all I can say. Have fun. I love it. Um, yeah, so that, that's it for me. I don't think there's anything really with Goron already. You know, he tweeted it out that young put We the North in his bio. So he's already a better Raptor than Goran Dragic ever was. Can I quickly say that Raptors fans are incredibly easy? Can y'all, can y'all like no ease into it a little bit? Just, Mm-mm. you know, you know, just let, let the player prove themselves a little bit before you just, you know. I'm, no standards. Just open it up for him or open it up for the, like, come on, guys. Just a little bit of an acknowledgement, a hashtag, and y'all talking about you love You don't it? even need to buy anyone a drink. It's easy. <laughs> um, But, uh, so, okay, so I was with you. Initially, I was kind of confused with the Thad Young deal because yeah. um, just look, like, talking to Spurs people, like, fans and writers and, like, looking up what he's done this season, I was just... I always forget that he is a spur. Like right. I, at any time I watch the Spurs, he is not on the court. He he right. gets DNP CDs as much as Goran Dragic has DNP CDs, and yeah. it seemed very much like Spurs fans wanted him off the team. They were talking about buying him out, and I was just like, "We gave him a pick." Like I, I get we moved, we moved ten spots back. Like maybe like let's not give up a pick, but you maybe move ten to fifteen spots back for this. Yeah. I was kind of confused on it. Um. And the more that I've sort of sat with it, the more that I've like, like talked to people, I'm kind of coming around on it as well. And I think a little bit of my fear was Goron, when he came to the Raptors a year ago, a year before he got to the Raptors, he was an integral part to a finals team. Right. And part of that was his ability to go downhill. Like he he could actually do that. He could finish very well. Watching him with the Raptors, I'm like, this is a 90-year-old man. He cannot do this. And it was just a year removed. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Guys in their 30s, they hit a cliff and sometimes they just fall right off. And that's just what happens. Right. And so I'm like, is that not that? Like I I like that in the past. He's been a role player that the Raptors have tried to go after for years and years and years. I feel like they're always the same names that Raptors are after. And he's very much a Raptors type player. Um, but I just thought maybe he's just washed. Maybe, maybe it just he's over 30. Maybe he just yeah. hit that year and has fallen off. But it kind of doesn't feel like that anymore. Just in talking to people, it doesn't seem like that's the case. So I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to temper my expectations a little bit, but I do want to say it seems as though it was just a bad fit in San Antonio and not so much that he just can't do it anymore. And so what the Raptors really get in Thaddeus Young is a power forward that they already have. (laughs) Um, He's a good defender. He's switchable. So he'll really fit into what Nick Nurse wants to do. And and I think especially when you're making a mid-season deal, yes, we all kind of want young guys who can fit in with the team, someone who can grow, not someone who's over 30, but it's really hard to slot that guy in in the middle of the season. Right. Like part of what made the Marcus soul fit seamless is that Mark is a veteran. Also, Mark is just a genius, but Mark is a veteran. And I think fitting in vets and, you know, the Raptors did it with PJ Tucker and Sergi Baca. These are vets that you just sort of slot in. And that's what that is. He's a good locker room presence. 
he's he's I think the oldest definitely the oldest person on the team because there's no yeah. one else over 30 um so he's the oldest person on the team he's a veteran he's done it he's been there before he's also someone that Nick Nurse is going to trust because he is switchable uh, on defense he is a good defender and also he is the reigning NBA hustle award winner perfect reigning and like and this is the award that like this is an award that amir johnson has won in the past right like Mm. you know the and it's it's very much that sort of gritty it's an award that's given to guys who do things that don't show up on the box score the box sheet right right (laughs) i don't know words (laughs) but it's it's things like um you know going after loose balls uh getting deflections uh contesting shots boxing boxing out um drawing charges and he actually like led the league per minute so he didn't actually lead the league in charges but on a permanent basis he just didn't play enough minutes he was leading the league in in charges drawn and and screen assists and things like that so he is a very active um, guy when he's on the court and that's kind of what the Raptors need they need more energy and they need a guy who's going to be able to slot in and you're not going to see a huge dip when Pascal Siakam gets in foul trouble like he did tonight and fouls out Uh, or OG Ananobi has that happen or one of these guys are sort of out for injuries or different things like that you can kind of slot him in and you know that he's not going to make any mistakes and you know that it's the drop-off is not going to be substantial and I think that that's there's a benefit in that yeah no I I agree um one thing that we're going to notice probably is the pick and roll passing um Mm -hmm. assuming that he develops chemistry with Pascal that's going to be interesting to see um his passing and transition is going to be needed um for sure his shooting is down but I do think that he's going to get an opportunity um off the bench he's an efficient finisher so you know there's a lot of uh and again like you said defensively he's solid so like he is in terms of a Raptors player exactly what the Raptors want in a player um it's unfortunate that he's 33 and not 23 um we would be looking at this trade probably a little a little differently but this hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss this is a win now move this tells me the raptors are looking to win and i think if you're a raptors fan i think the fact that messiah has faith in his core in the og pascal fred gary um and scotty core should give you some a little bit of like okay optimism relief confidence Mm. um this team is 
good enough that you know he doesn't necessarily think he needs a big accusation um accusation to 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 make a run in the playoffs up. Yeah, yeah exactly so, um again you need somebody off the bench who's going to actually do something we know fat can do that and uh, he's going to get the opportunity to do that and uh i'm now a little bit excited just to see what that's going to look like and how it's going to free up um, someone like a Pascal or a Fred, um, um, especially in the pick and roll. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how that works. Yeah, I, I'd be interesting to see. I'd be interested to see how much they sort of use him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as I, I, like I, I'm interested. The Raptors are not like a pick and roll heavy team, and I don't even know. Like I, I haven't looked up what his numbers are in in, in that aspect as well. But mm-hmm. um, he. I guess he could be someone who's a good finisher. Um, I'm yeah, interested. Oh, he's also efficient. great. He's also a great offensive rebounder. Like, That's and true. and you you also you I mean you mentioned his like his passing ability and and what the like he had a career high in assists just a year ago, yeah. um, and and was someone who was like racking up near triple doubles uh, on a regular yeah. basis coming off the bench. Like he is someone who I think can be incredibly productive for this team. I don't think he's going to be like a star or take any sort of role. You have your starting five. He just kind of slots in with the bench, and. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what sort of hybrid lineups the Raptors have to sort of throw out there because I don't know how you put out, unless, <laughs> I don't know how you just sort of put out your bench. Like, you know, Nick Nurse kind of sometimes likes that sort of hockey lineup where he puts in the five bench guys. I'm interested to see how it kind of works because, like, do you let do you let Scotty go out there and kind of run loose as your playmaker and it's sort of point Scotty time? Do you give Gary sort of the bench run? Um, and not just saying coming off the bench, but like, do you allow those guys to really shine? Is it those are there? Is it those minutes? Like, how does it work? Because like, can you truly, truly? And I'm just sort of asking these questions out loud because Thaddeus Young, you mentioned it. He can kind of shoot. We saw it in years past mm-hmm. in his time with Chicago, but he's not a shooter. He's yeah. he's taken five threes all season and has made zero. Right. Um, so he doesn't take them. He doesn't make them on a, on a consistent basis. I think he's going to be forced to take some, just like Kev Birch was when he came here, or Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam. Like the Raptors kind of have to force these guys into taking some, mm-hmm. just to keep the defense honest. Yeah. I'm I'm really interested to get into like how this fits and what Nick Nurse lineups are because they really just have five power forwards. <laughs> yeah. No. Like literally, it's literally just five power forwards off the bench. <laughs> How, like, Utah, like, do they have another guard besides Gary and, and, and Fred? I don't think they have another guard. No, That's they it. don't. They, they don't. It'll be really interesting to see what these lineups look like. The Raptors just got weirder. They just got weirder. That's it. Like, they got weirder at the trade deadline. They went out and got already what they had at home. And I'm all for it. I love this team. I wrote about it earlier in the year. This is the future of basketball, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is this is a fun team. This is a fun team, and I like that they kind of put all their chips in. They're just like we're we're going for it, all in, like, all in, all in. Yeah. So, um, we're in for an interesting ride in the playoffs. I'm very interested <laughs> to see what this is going to look like. Um, but yeah, no, it just. The faith that Masai obviously has in the core makes me very confident that this team is is going to make some noise. Yeah, and so okay, so something that a lot of people were sort of on about that I 
just want to get off my chest mm-hmm. is the Kyle Lowry deal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So we are not a year removed from the trade deadline because last year's trade deadline, of course, happened uh, on Kyle's birthday in March, but still. When you don't trade, and I'm just speaking into the ether, when you do not trade Kyle Lowry at the mm. deadline, you are deciding, okay, we are letting him walk. Yeah, That's the decision that is made. And I think that's a fine one. I think it's a fair one to say, we're going to do right by Kyle. You know, yeah. we didn't do right by DeMar DeRozan. We're going to do right by Kyle. Yeah. Like, and if that's the decision that you make at the deadline and you're not taking whatever is being offered and who knows what's being offered, but if you're not taking that and you're letting him walk, you are deciding that you are fine risking him leaving for nothing doesn't guarantee that he's going to leave for nothing but you are fine doing that and when you trade him to the Miami Heat which I mean there are they literally are charged with tampering violations this is a team that we know he wanted to go to we know they wanted him we know that they conspired before he even got to free agency so when you as a as the Raptors decide that you want to do right by him and you're okay with that then you're also okay getting nothing back so this idea that Masai Ujiri lost the trade or the Raptors lost the trade, which I see Heat fans keep tweeting. Yeah. No, 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 no. They did Kyle Lowry a favor. And you can right. be upset that they did Kyle Lowry a favor. You could say that's not the way that management is supposed to handle players who are assets technically. And you could have fault with that. That's fine. But yeah. the idea that he lost a trade is just not correct. He just did Kyle a favor and ended up with Precious Achua and now Thaddeus Young. Yeah. I think when it comes to the Raptors side, because I've seen a lot of Raptors fans say the same thing, I think we've, we have this idea now that whenever Masai makes a trade, he has to be the winner of said, of the winner of said trade. And so to see that we essentially have gotten a project in Precious and then Thad, who's likely going to just be a short-term kind of fix, um, just feels like a loss, right? Um, but I always say this, you just never know how these things are going to work out, you know? I think that's fair, but then also you didn't want to do Kyle the favor, right? Like then the issue is right. less that Masai Ujiri lost the trade and the issue is more, why are we doing what Kyle wanted of us? Why didn't we just trade him to get the most back? Right. And that's not what the Raptors wanted to do. They decided that that's not the route that they wanted to go to. They didn't want to take the best offer that was out there. They wanted to do right by Kyle and doing right by Kyle meant Miami. And if Miami knew that they could get him in the off season and they didn't have to give up anything to do it, they just had to clear up gap room. Like why would they be giving up more than they, they could have just signed him. He was a free agent, literal free agent and could have gone anywhere. So if you don't make the deal at the deadline, then you're fine letting him walk. So I don't treat like sign in trades and trades should not be treated as the same. Right. They should be treated as like two different things. Um, Especially when you're you're just doing right by Kyle and Kyle's saying, oh, I'm just going to not leave. Like, like LeBron did it when he left for Miami. Chris Bosh did it when he left for Miami. All they're saying is, I'm not going to leave and leave you with nothing. So right. at least get a little bit back for me, right. which is what Kyle did, which is a favor to the Toronto Raptors. And that's exactly what DeMar DeRozan did with the San Antonio Spurs. And just to bring all of it full circle, DeMar DeRozan signed and traded from the Spurs to the Bulls for Thaddeus Young 
Goran Dragic was the return from the Kyle Lowry signing trade to the Miami Heat. And now Goran Dragic and Thad Young were just traded for each other. So that's some nice Kyle and Damar action right there. They're always kind of yeah. rolling around each other. Um, it worked out perfectly. I like that. It's, it's, that's cute. That's cute. Um, besties forever whatever. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Um, yeah, no, you, you make a good point. I think we do need to start seeing um, that Kyle trade a little differently. We did Kyle a favor. He's going to come back as a Raptor and finish off his career here. You don't want to have bad blood. You don't want to put, you don't want to send him to God knows where um, just so you can get a good player back. It's Kyle, right? Um, and you already did that. Here. Like the Masai did that already. And that went over pretty poorly, even though they won a championship. I mean, like they're still talking about it like three years later, right? Like Damar's clearly still upset about it. Um, the conversation still comes up. Uh, so I don't think if you have the greatest Raptor of all time, mm-hmm. um, you do not treat him the way that DeMar was treated. You just don't, right? You you take your L like, yeah, you're not going to get back what you could have gotten back for him. But that's something that you're willing to deal with um, because he's a cornerstone of your franchise. And, right. And that's it. So I, I know I was just getting really frustrated with that. But like, I think my 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 thing is just like, did you want him to leave for nothing? Because that's the alternative. If you're making a deal on July 1st, it's he leaves for nothing or you get a smidgen something. of something back. Yeah. And the Raptors got a smidgen of something back, which is better than him leaving for nothing. But nowhere comparable to like a trade that happens midseason or anything like that. Yeah. Um. So So that's just my beef and my bones with that. But that's not the only trade that happened. In fact, today was so busy. Today felt yeah. this feels like one of the busier trade deadlines in recent memory, which you know I guess makes sense considering it's wide open the league right now, and everyone <laughs> yeah. feels like they have a shot at it. And yeah. also, teams were I think reluctant to make trades during the pandemic. Not that the pandemic is over right now, but at least in America, things are sort of returning <laughs> back to normal. They don't know that a pandemic's <laughs> happening. Um, so it felt like this was sort of a, a, a busier trade deadline yeah. and the blockbuster deal, the deal that everybody is talking about. James Harden, Ben Simmons, what are your thoughts? Daryl Morey won. <laughs> he won, he won, he won, he won. Um, I mean, it works for both sides, certainly, but like, I'm just happy that Joel... Embiid's, um, you know, this fantastic MVP level year isn't being wasted. Um, you know, we all we know Joel is is injury prone. Um, we know he, you know, he don't be taking care of his body. We don't know how many more years he has at this elite level. You don't want to waste any years um, that Joel Embiid can dominate. And having Harden next to him is that's gonna that's a scary duo man like he's played next to a point guard that was not a point guard could not make a single shot and now he has James Harden who's probably going to be a little bit more motivated um uh so it's Daryl Morey man I'm so bad that he ended up getting what he wanted and more and keeping like Maxi. And yeah, you didn't have to get Max. Like, oh, jeez. I thought, I, you know, but the, the Brooklyn Nets, I thought, made out pretty well too with getting Seth yeah. Curry, Ben Simmons, and some draft, some draft picks that they're already looking to shop. Um, 
She's crazy. But it, it sucks for them because looking back at it, it's like, think about how many things they've given up. Jared Allen and and Kara Savert and all of Kara these Subert. guys to get to get James Harden. And that just did not last at all. Um, I like, I mean, I I've kind of been on the Maury side of this this entire time. So I'm happy for him. Cause, you know, as a Raptor fan, I've been scarred watching a player demand a trade out and watching the front office acquiesce and then make a bad move right like that's what the Raptors did with Vince Carter and the effects of the Vince Carter trade stayed for until Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan really like it was it was bad for that long um so I'm all for just like don't make a bad trade because it could really like hamper Mm. your team for For a very very long time time. and and the Sixers had a different scenario with James Harden I mean with James Harden with Joel Embiid which is something the Raptors didn't have right like they didn't have a superstar like you said who who knows how long his prime is going to last they didn't have that guy um so like it was a little bit easier for them instead they had Chris Bosh who was a rookie or second year or something like that um so it was a little bit easier to say you know what we have a future of our team right here and we can grow and build with him um but like, so I've been on Maury's side just because, like, I, I think that you should hold out. And it was so crazy because it was like, okay, well, Dame kind of wants out and the, the Blazers are blowing things up. And then Beal, and then unfortunately Beal had his surgery uh, on his wrist. So he was kind of out of the picture. But for a while, it seemed like, could that be someone that they get? And then, of course, the James Harden story broke out. And we know Daryl and James match made in heaven twin flames soulmates um and are they're back together again that'll be really interesting I'm I'm so excited to see the second half of the season I'm excited to see Ben Simmons back on the basketball court I'm excited to see how James Harden and that sort of interesting fit with with Joel Embiid um I'm excited for it yeah I'm I'm excited for it too because with Harden who you know he he demands the ball as well how they balance that out I mean I know he's been struggling um this season his numbers aren't nearly where they were before but I I wonder what happens with that dynamic you know Harden's an underrated passer you know he can he can kind of you know pass it in um let him be go go hard in the paint but I just wonder how they're going to figure out that chemistry they're just sort of because I together, yeah. see Harden demanding the ball quite a bit um he doesn't really do catch and shoot threes really like he you know wants to dribble it do his, his thing throw it up um so i don't know how that works with Embiid. I'm very interested to see how they build chemistry and if either of them are going to be like, you know what, I'll be the, I'll, I'll be your, your, uh, your, your dude and hang back and, and let you rock. If they're going to, you know, trade <laughs> games every so often, be the number one option when you need it. Like, how is that going to work? Um, so I'm very curious to see how they, how they, they, they play off each other. I'm, you know what, you mentioned the sort of fit on the court. I'm kind of interested in it off the court a little bit too, mm. because Joel Embiid is the franchise player in Philadelphia. He is Philadelphia. He is their MVP. He is, you know, arguably the MVP. Not my MVP, I think it's Nikola Jokic, but some people's yeah. MVP. Um, and James Harden, I think, very much probably believes he's that for Daryl Morey. 
So does he feel like he maybe has some muscle and some pull behind the scenes? Is there going to be a little bit Mm. of fighting for attention Mm. behind there? Um, Especially when it comes to like maybe off-season moves, maybe like this, like, I don't know. I'm interested to see how that sort of dynamic plays because Philly is, is, is James Harden's or sorry, uh, Joella Beats town. And it's his turf. Yeah. It'll be interesting. That's interesting. I never, I didn't think about that aspect of it. But that that could be the most interesting part of having them play on the same team. Um, they're both two very big personalities. Uh, also, Joella Beads tweets amazing. A one, amazing, A1. amazing. He's, he's spectacular. So good. I I love him. I would give everybody on the team to have Joella <laughs> on my team just for the dramatics because he I he's I so think funny. he would be like the perfect Raptor. Uh, and also I have to say the all-star reserves like picking them today was really funny how James Harden went last oh my gosh you have to watch it I just ruined it for you but it was good it was good it was good times okay so I heard that Fred was picked last Fred was not picked last Fred was picked third last okay okay so he's not the he's not the fat kid in gym class no James Harden was picked last oh Oh. It was between it was between KD and, and LeBron picking it, and KD was right. refusing to pick was refusing to pick James Harden, and mm. like Chuck was telling LeBron, "Don't pick James Harden, make it hard on him." <laughs> like so, that's cute. Uh, I'm gonna so, go. So yeah, so James this. Harden was picked last. That's cute. Yeah, they were making mm. jokes, um, and we're not dancing around it at all. <laughs> That's interesting. That must have been so awkward. Like, yeah, Kevin Durant was just laughing it off. He was trying to keep a straight face, but he couldn't keep it for too long. It. He yeah, couldn't no. keep it for too long. Thank you so much, Sandy, for joining me today for mm-hmm. an episode of Friday Views. Love to have you back on soon. Of course, of course. If you know Yahoo likes me, of I'll we're be back. back. We're gonna bring you back. Of course. What is it? <laughs> Um, and thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode. I'm so excited to see what Danielle looks like on this Raptors team yeah. and what the East shapes up like because it's interesting out here. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace out, everybody. Bye, y'all. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.